This is Eternum Radio. Broadcasting from the peaks of Shattered Mountain to the New World. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Eternum Radio. I am Slacker, joined by my two hosts, Big Papa. Howdy. And back from the grave, Ruko. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm back. Ruko, welcome yeah, back. Thank you, thank you. How was your trip? Uh, it was good. Good. Um, good to see family. Good to take a little break from work. But, you know, didn't get to play as much of the beta as I wanted, so that's us. And now you're going to have to wait... Even longer <sighs> to get back to it. I know. Tell me about it. We're going to talk about that miserable. here in just a second. So you can listen to this podcast live by watching us on Twitch at the Slacker, Slacker Project or by joining us on Discord. We uh, have like a little way that we can record and you can listen in. Um, by doing so, you can catch more after the show with questions, Q&As, additional thoughts. We kind of chat a little bit after uh, we're finished recording and you can join us there and we can kind of get comments from the audience, which is a lot of fun. Um, Aterium Radio is available wherever podcasts can be heard, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even on YouTube. And today... We've got some pretty interesting stuff to chat about. So first, we're going to go over the news. Uh, There has been a big update with the launch date. We'll get into it in just a second. Uh, Then we're going to dive into our feature review where we actually want to talk about different strategies that we have for release. As our listeners, we're going to let you in on some of our secrets that we kind of picked up while playing the closed beta or things that we uh, hope will work really well during that time. Uh, then we are going to share a little bit about the world around the We want to talk about some industry news that has kind of crept up over the past week or two. Uh, if you are in, in involved in MMOs at all, you've certainly heard about it and we want to talk about it uh, a little bit. Finally, we want to end with an opinion segment where we want to talk about fast traveling inside a and whether or not mounts have a place inside the game. So that is our starting point. The breaking news of the week and it's a good thing we're actually recording this. We actually typically record on Mondays. And today we're recording on what is today? Wednesday? Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. And the news broke, what, yesterday? Yep. The release date for the game has been postponed. I, I'm i a little shocked, honestly. I I was almost certain they weren't going to push it back anymore. And based on what we saw in the beta, I, I thought it was close enough to release. So yeah, they had some bugs and, and stuff that needed to be squashed. Um, but I didn't, I didn't think there was anything majorly game breaking and I, I thought it had been fine for a release. You're, you're always going to have some bugs when you release, regardless of how long you spend. But, uh, I don't know. I, I'm thinking maybe they're, they're going to try and add something else or really improve based on the closed beta feedback that they, they got to maybe ch- change or tweak some of the systems they, they have. Yeah, and that is the reason why they are pushing it back, as they say, along the way, we've um, you've also given us a ton of feedback that we'll be using to make New World even better. We want New World's launch to be a smooth and fun experience for all players, and that means some improvements based on what you encountered during the closed beta. I think it's so funny. Uh, I think I think in last week's episode, Big Papa, you even asked me. You were like, "I did. I was going to bring that up." Do you think they're going to postpone it? I was like, "No, <laughs> no way. We See, would not postpone it." 
I see, I had wrong. my suspicion, and that's why I asked you. We didn't really, we kind of, we kind of glossed over it, and we, it, you, you said no, and then we changed topics real quick to another question you had. But you know, I had, I had a suspicion only because I'd heard some loud criticisms from you know famous streamers. I don't remember what the exact criticisms were necessarily, but I thought, well, you know, they. Were, I, I do know that, like for example, Asmongold himself was saying, you know, like this is, this is not release ready he, he said that in yeah. some stream or video um so i was i i was suspicious and or, or you know i i had my doubts that okay they would release on their date they might change it just because of the loud criticism that were being voiced but you know i you, it's hard to predict these things they've done it a couple times i i my opinion overall is if it's going to be for the betterment of the game, right? If it's going to, if if they're trying to improve some more things, so on release, it's it's even better than it could have been had they released it sooner. Then I'm all for it, right? I'd I'd rather them yeah, delay absolutely. it to improve some of the things they need to improve than than rush it towards a release date that they scheduled. But I will say this: I it is annoying. It is annoying to have the set expectations and. And then pull back, right? And every time they say the same thing, right? It's like, hey, this was a hard decision for us. Well, was it? You know, this is the third time you've done it. You know, <laughs> so right. so you know, maybe maybe the 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 answer is, hey, just set a date that's more re- reasonable or more realistic. You know, for you um, and your team, yeah, for you yeah, and yeah. your team. And maybe they thought it was. You know, it's true. You you could run into all sorts of things um, during a beta and, 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 uh, alpha and I, I get it. So I'm not, I'm not going to come down hard on them. I, like I said, I'd rather them do this than rush it, but you know, it, I can understand why some people in the community might be annoyed by this at the same time. So. And I, I think the greater community uh, echoes that same sentiment, right? Like there's that frustration that it's got, it got postponed, but an overall understanding that like, we'd rather have a finished game than, a you know one that one that's not ready and we all played the beta a real healthy amount and there we even talked about it on this podcast we talked about the you know the ghost trees or the you know the, <laughs> yeah. there, there were a number of things that we just kind of cracked up about because we thought it was it was just silly you know beta stuff but beta is something where you want to get out like those those sneaky bugs that you need like 150,000 people playing your game so that that one person or that 20 people encounter the bug at the same time that they report it. Not the major like issues where you've got 50, 60 people standing around one boss because it's not respawning fast enough and nobody's getting credit for the kill and they're all just trying to move on with the main storyline. Um, so I, 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 there are definitely things that needed to be fixed. Yeah. I'm happy that they're doing that. Uh, I, I can wait, and I, I'm of the same sentiment. I think I think we're all we're all in agreement there. So yeah, yeah, I agree. No, I I'd rather them get it more polished. That's that's totally fine. Um, what what I am worried about, and I know that other people in the community have expressed the sentiment, is they don't want people like Asmogold or other Twitch streamers, um, while they are loud and they do have a following, but they they don't want Amazon to make decisions solely based on that feedback. I, most of the feedback I've seen on New World has been positive. And yeah. That's not saying there's yeah. not there's not shortcomings, but I feel like some of those streamers were maybe a little overly critical or, or um, maybe you know the community at large disagrees with some of the viewpoints some of these streamers have. And I, I know, uh, at least I saw at least one post on Reddit about uh, pleading with Amazon 
don't just listen to these streamers mm, yeah. on, on feedback. Take the community at large, um, because what's loud isn't necessarily always what's popular within some of these gaming communities. Right. So um, it doesn't mean that, you know criticism's not valid. Okay, I'm not. I'm not trying to dismiss legitimate criticism or, or problems with the game, but I, I I hope they're not going to make fundamental changes based off what one or two people think about the game and, and more yeah. of what the, the overall feedback is, is going to be. I, so. I absolutely agree with that. And, and, and honestly, I, the overall experience for me, and I think for most of the people we played with was positive. Um, yeah. So I it agree was. with that. It really sentiment. was. I, I thought for, you know, they, they did a really good job for it. And, and there was two major bugs that really weren't a huge deal. One, maybe more so than another, but, um, but overall it was positive. Uh, and, um, I think this might be the best move for them anyway, just because, you know, give people a little, <laughs> I'm going to be much more ready to play. I think in September, come September than maybe August, just, you know, just the excitement of, of the anticipation of playing again, you know, uh, I'll be sitting and stewing a little bit more thinking about, about it. <laughs> now I heard that there is a rumored potential second closed beta that might go on Yes. between now and then. I also um, heard that rumor. So, so oh, we'll, I have, we'll no. have to wait and see. If they do an, a second closed beta, I hope that they would give us all max level characters that we could play through endgame content. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Because great idea. I, I made it to the mid-20s, I think, um, before I had to stop playing. And I, I didn't even get to do one of the dungeons. I didn't get to do any of the PvP, like instance PvP content. Um and so I, I think they do need to test that area of the game a bit more. Because yeah. um, what, Outpost Rush is only a max level uh, thing. I, how many people hit max level during the beta? Not very many. I, I'd imagine the number of Outpost Rush games they actually had was very low. Uh, Invasions were also be. incredibly difficult because they couldn't get enough people to field... Uh, enough level 60s to take care of invasions because invasions are really difficult if you can't field 50 (laughs) 60 level people so i don't i think i think there was only a few times that people actually won against invasions um, which i actually kind of like i like that invasions are very difficult they should be difficult yeah i agree um but okay so question for you then uh with this extended time what is the one thing you're hoping for between now and release that either gets implemented into the game or taken out of the game? Um, I honestly am hoping for a new weapon. I don't know if that's realistic, um, but we'll, we'll have to see. I'd, I'd love to see another weapon on launch. Not that there's not enough variety. I just I think they're a lot of fun to play around with, and theorycraft, and you know, kind kind of trying to try out new builds and, and new things. That would be a worthwhile reward for waiting an extra month. I absolutely yeah. agree. If they threw in another weapon, uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but you know, that, that would be my, my <laughs> wish, I guess. My, yeah. My Man, just fix the company crap that we talked about last episode. Yes. And the, yes. You know, just fix in the episode before. I can't remember, but fix the, give us the permissions. The, the per, yeah. Give us the ability to adjust permissions and name our, ranks and add ranks and take away ranks and, and give and us a guild bank give us a guild bank thank you that was the last thing i was gonna oh, say give us man. that that's that's huge a localized I, guild bank yeah. it's only in that town <laughs> you don't share another like come on 
or yeah, a mailing system. If you can't give us a, a bank, give us a mailing system. A mailing system would be good. Oh man, yeah. No, that's that's what I'm looking for. Some improvement there because if this is going to be a player driven economy, right? And and you know they have localized markets, which is awesome idea. There needs to be a good way, to, an easy way to transfer goods between you know and services, right? You know, so Just that to work together as a team. Yeah. Yes, it's that's it's an MMO. So you know they have a good base here, a good foundation you know improve those quality of life things so we can really maximize the uh playability and of the economy you know and and the that that part of the game yeah uh i was going to say you know the the company one definitely trumps what i was going to say but i was going to say <laughs> get rid of that stupid spectral tiger from the from the cash shop. Okay, everybody, oh. every single I person saw... hates that thing. I've not seen. I've seen like hundreds of posts about about it. About it. So yeah. I know I, I'm I'm amongst the. Those already. I I understand yeah. that, but man, if I if I could pick, that would be the one thing. Because I, I, I before it became a real big issue, as soon as people started buying homes and sticking that thing on their porch, I was like, ah, oh, that's. What? It's just so out of place. I yeah. read some people were like going into you know an enemy faction city, buying the house, and then just displaying it there to make the town more ugly since they didn't own it. <laughs> so you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I agree. It's it's pretty atrocious and completely out of place within that game. Maybe it was just kind of a fun thing they did in, put in the beta, and they were never planning to release it. I don't know. Hopefully, it's not in release though. Yeah, I agree. I did want to say though, uh, and this is off topic, but just to add to the conversation, um, I they gave everybody who played in the closed beta some extra cat or like some of the currency that you could spend inside the cash shop, and there was like dyes and an armor set and stuff like that, some uh, different company logos. Honestly, I was totally fine with what they had in there. Save that stupid <laughs> pet. Other than that, though, everything else, I was like, "This is this is a fine cash shop. I, I don't uh, care that this is is or is not in the game." I didn't even look at it. I didn't touch that cash shop. Well, once. I mean, it was it was very it was pretty bare any, bones. It, it was limited, so um, like as long as there's no XP boost at launch or anywhere close to launch, I don't I don't really care if people want to pay for cosmetics. So if there is an XP boost, oh. it's in my opinion, it would have to be saved until the first. Uh, expansion or At a minimum. major yeah. content drop where there needs to be a catch-up mechanic no, to I... get caught up to the current content like that's the only reason i can imagine you need that but yeah, even then i i still don't like the idea of the xp boost we'll see how the cash shop turns out but if it's yeah. just cosmetic cosmetics whatever people can spend their money on cosmetics i i think 40 bucks for the game um is a steal honestly and no subscription totally game. i agree yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I think it's definitely worth the forty dollars for an then, MMO. So, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I agree. The other news that we have uh, is just kind of some milestones that the beta has hit um, as we wait for the new release. They had, I think, um, over two hundred and twenty-one thousand vol- uh, followers. They had seven hundred and twenty-eight thousand viewers at a peak time um, on Twitch. Number two in the wish list on Steam, and number 31 in the top sellers right now. Uh, it was number one and number two in the, for the past two weeks because of the pre-order bonuses. So uh, the game is certainly performing well. I even saw... Man, you can't please everyone. I, I've even seen posts where people are being like, I'm getting a refund because you delayed the game again. It's like, dude, just... <laughs> 
<laughs> you know why? Why are you? You, you do I you. Understand? Yeah, but like, I do want another situation like Cyberpunk <laughs> when they release the game and it's not ready. I, I'd rather than wait for the release of the game. I understand exactly. I agree. Whatever. It's one yeah. more month. There's so many games on the market right now you can play it to fill your time. Uh, you know. Well, I'm talking. I'm I don't talking know about indie that, games. But... Okay, <laughs> yeah. Games, I, you know, just well... not MMOs, but you know, there's there's lots of things you can do. I think we're actually in a bit of lull in terms of games being released right now, and Releases. New World was gonna fill that, well, fill like, that void. Like me. Slacker, wasn't it Slacker that said the other day? It's like, or posted a meme of like looking at new games and then like looking at the your, oh, your that was library and brother, yeah, <laughs> seeing yeah. like all all the games you still haven't played in your Steam library. <laughs> I, well, no, well, that's exactly what I've been doing. I've been going through and finishing Steam games that yeah. I either started playing or I didn't play before that I that I bought on a sale. Uh, I've actually finished three games this week alone. So yeah. that's, Did you really? I, you know, yeah, I did. I, I Two of them, no, all three of them, I had already started and it had been... Oh, that um, doesn't count. Yeah, no, not not from start to finish, but... Nice. Uh, you know, I finally wrapped them up, so... It's just one more month. That's all I'm saying. It's like, sure. you know, it's... I, anyway, I agree You're with You're going to be okay. <laughs> I, I do feel bad for the people who, like, booked vacation time. And things like that already. Yeah, that's oh, that's a good point. Yeah, may, may or may or not refunded type of thing, and that that does suck. Mm, um, yeah. So. Yeah. All right. I mean, well, let's talk about it. Is, it, is it does suck? No, I was just gonna say, like, I'll just reiterate. It does suck because you know they've done this is the third time, right? Am I right? This is the third time they've done this. I and think this it is, is the, time, yeah. you know, anyway, it does suck. So I, I agree, it sucks, but I I think overall it's better than than rushing something that they you know i don't know yeah overall it was a good experience for me you know so i wouldn't have minded if they released it when they said they were going to but be real great if we just see them say like hey thanks for being patient here's the new weapons are going to be releasing new monster models that will be in the game uh new you know what i mean it'd be really really great if we saw that but if we didn't and it was just like a real clean game at launch i'm good with that too if i'm being honest so all right, so let's talk about our uh, feature review. We wanted to talk about, and so this was we picked this topic before we heard the news, um, but I want to talk about what your go-to strategies are. Changes notwithstanding, so let's pretend that the game gets launched tomorrow and it has none of the bugs or anything like that in in the system. Uh, so that being said, what are some of the strategies that you guys are hoping to employ? on release because playing in the closed beta we kind of got uh, a, I thought it was real great because we, we got a chance to experience a lot of the game for the first time without consequence um, there were opportunities like for example one of my suggestions one of my strategies I'll be utilizing was a way to make money that's only going to work at the beginning of the game uh, it's not going to work later in the game so it's good that I wanted to uh, clarify some of these or um, get a chance to go to get the game launched again and make some of these other decisions. And in fact, there's a number of decisions that's really great that we get to make again because we've played in the closed beta. And with all you listeners, hopefully you, you can share in some of that wisdom and it'll make your gameplay uh, process even better. Um, so who wants to go first? Tips or tricks that you have or release strat- strategies for release? So one thing I'm going to really improve on and, and change is focusing more on crafting. Um, I, I mean, I knew it was important going into the beta, but I, 
seriously neglected some of it. And uh, I, I think is I didn't realize how much experience uh, crafting actually gives you. I mean, gathering stuff and then and then just generating those raw materials into um, refining more usable it. Material. Refining it, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. It actually gives you a decent chunk of experience just from doing that. Uh, leveling up crafting and keeping it up to date. Not only that, is that going to help boost your experience, but it's going to give you a lot of stuff you can sell, which is going to make you a lot of money. I think making money early game is going to be uh, vital, especially if you want to control it to ter- territory. Yeah. right? And um, buy a house and all those kind of things that require yeah, yeah. bigger dollars. Absolutely. So yeah, my, my biggest focus is um, while, while I was out, I mean, I think I skinned most of the stuff I killed, but I didn't you know, I didn't log a lot. I didn't gather. I didn't mine a lot um, initially, and those are things I'm going to spend a lot more time doing because I, I, they're probably not as efficient as just straight uh, leveling or questing. But uh, they're they are still going to be beneficial towards that, and they're going to make um, a lot more money and keep me up to date. So when we get to the end game, I can already be ready to craft some of this other end game uh, stuff. So. I I don't that that's gonna be my big shift at least I I just ran around most of the time in the beta killing stuff because that was fun <laughs> so it was fun I actually agree one of the things I feel like I missed on that same thread was I didn't understand how important the consumable professions were like I went to town on engineering uh you know leatherworking the whole you know to make my my bows and 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 spears and stuff. Um, and then once I kind of out leveled the common potion, I was like, whoops, should have been. So I think when I go back, I think I'm totally going to like work on alchemy just to, I'm making some of those consumables that are just so important at the beginning of the game. When I was doing fights, like when I would get into a PVP fight, I feel like I felt like the majority of the reason why I won or lost was whether or not I ran out of consumables. Like, yeah. I would have exchanges with somebody else, bam, 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 and if he got the better of me, I could back off for a bit, chug a potion, eat some food, get back into the fight, and I'm like, we're still going at it. But as soon as I'm out of consumables, I'm done. Yeah, that was that was. And so I'm case. like, that's so important. I gotta get, I gotta make sure I'm up in my game with both cooking and alchemy. Well, that was the case when uh, the story I shared a couple episodes ago with me and Josh fighting that guy. I mean, we fought him for at least 20 minutes. It was 20 to 30 minutes and one fight, you know, and he just had an endless supply of potions so he could keep healing up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was able to kite us for a long time. Um, uh, but it was... Uh, so Potions are very important. Having those consumables, the cooldown, it's surprisingly short uh, for how for when you can drink them again. I don't remember. I don't remember the exact it was like thirty seconds. I think. I th- yeah, it was like around thirty seconds. But like thirty seconds goes by really fast in this kind. But in this t- kind of yeah, combat. I think in WoW well, was like two minutes. Not not only that. I mean, you can spend a lot of that time dodging, running away. Exactly. Hit, yes. Especially if it's yes. melee combat, right? Exactly. But this kind of combat, it, that that go, it's it's it goes by fast when you can. You're like, oh, I can already drink again. Here we go. You know. Um, as for, as for me, uh, the, I have a, I have two (laughs) like ideas for what I want to do as far as like, uh, tips and tricks go for the launch. Um, one is make sure (laughs) our, try to ensure that our company gets a hundred K as fast as possible. Um, so we can purchase a territory because based on what I've 
scene, it seems that the benefits of you know it's it's even though you're dropping 100k and you could you you could lose it right. Um, if you can keep a hold of that territory and your company's good at that, you could potentially make a good amount of money really quick from just controlling that territory, right? Like Slacker, you. I'm almost me thinking for cool. launch we should establish build a spreadsheet and have like an accounting system where if you because it's really kind of scary giving the guild master up to a hundred thousand k but we we what if we started like a spreadsheet and we're like all right so and so donated ten thousand so and so donated one thousand and we make the promise that if we don't buy it we give it back or if we do buy it as soon as we've reaped the rewards we give the money back to everybody i Sure, you could create a ledger. Let's uh, let's just get a company accountant, okay, to handle all this. <laughs> but, so if you want to do our accounting and you're listening to this uh, podcast, <laughs> come let us. We'll, we'll pay you with in-game money, you know, for every. <laughs> we'll, we'll buy you one oh, of those man. rainbow tigers. Okay? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, so I that that's another thing, you know. Uh, I didn't see. Uh, uh, like some sort of log or ledger there for, but no, I did see wasn't. when people donated. There was a, you know, I knew a couple people were donating. We actually pulled some of us pulled our money together to, um, to try to sign up for a war, and we did. But then that money was refunded when we ended up not being chosen. So that was kind of cool. Right. And then I was able to, you know, distribute that back or keep it in the in the company. Oh, and there uh, was a ledger for money. you to see who donated what? No, not not that I saw it. I didn't really look hard uh, for that. Okay. Once I realized okay. I couldn't change the permissions of rankings, I was like, well, you know, I you know, I'm not seeing any log or anything either for that. Maybe there is one and I missed it. Um, but, you know, you could use that if the, if that existed. But but getting 100k as fast as possible as a company and investing in a in a territory I think would be is a good idea because um, you know, taking it through conflict is a long process and you may it's a lot tougher not, than it looks you may or may not get the va- become the vanguard either you know so so yeah you know and then you're staking it all in the one battle win or lose and if you do usurp a company well great you know they lost 100k potentially but if you're able to hold on to that territory for a little while it looks like the costs of maintaining the territory versus the actual money income you're generating from people using your you know your workshops and, and whatnot, you, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty good. You know, it didn't look like, you know, it looked like pretty good, uh, uh profit. Yeah. So no, you're right. I, I mean, in the taxes for the players were, were small. I mean, I think I, I could craft a hundred plus things for under a gold. Um, and, and so that's small for the player, but you've got thousands of players doing that and that money's going to the, to the company. You're, it's going to add up really quickly especially over a few days um, and, and multiple different ah. players and multiple different uh, crafting types and all that stuff. It, it, it adds up quick. So I, I agree. I, you know, I think getting that company established, especially if you can do it in one of those um, starting zones. Right? Yes. Yeah. Where, where yeah. Well, I was just going to say that goes double for it being in the early game because a lot of people were picking what town they were leveling in based on which faction had controlled it. Yeah. So if you can get in there early and you can, you know, raise the funds and buy the property and your marauders, you're going to attract a ton more marauders to come not only defend it, but be there. If you go to a um, if you take over a syndicate territory and you're a marauder, not only do you have to take it over, but you now also have to uproot 
all the other syndicate people who are still living there from when they were like, I'm setting this up as my home base. Yeah, yeah. Now, I think that some of that changes when you get a little higher in level and people start moving on to Cutlass Keys or, you know, Evan Scale Reach to the different zones. But certainly in the middle, mid, in the early game, those territories, Windsward, uh, Everfall, uh, they were, once they had been taken, they just, they were, there was a lot of people there. Yeah. Well, and, 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 Keep this in mind, you can only buy it once. <laughs> After that, it has to be taken through conflict or conflict as far as as far as we're aware, unless they change that. So so, you know, being able to just buy it with money, if you can save up for it quickly and get your guys doing you know, contributing, um, that's that's not a bad purchase. And and you you know, you start with that control. Um and as you level up, it's much easier to gain money. Like contribute if you had a hundred guys and if you filled out your entire company roster and everyone contributed a thousand, that's not hard at all. I mean, I had a thousand easily by the time I was like level ten or something. I yeah, um, yeah. maybe a little yeah. higher, give or take a few levels, but but it's not hard. And I was easily holding on a six K at a time, you know, at level twenty five. You know, so so, you know, it's if you can do that as fast as you can, I think that's a huge advantage. And then you don't have to worry about undermining and then hopefully getting the vanguard to take over territory so right yeah well and you know the other advantage is you also get to participate you're pretty much guaranteed to participate in the war right if you're part of that company they're probably going to choose people from the company first to participate in the war yeah. i know i know a lot of people were, were sad because they didn't you know they played the full two-week beta and didn't get to participate in a single war just because they were never selected their company was never directly involved with the war and you know they might have been on the backup but yeah. uh, not not chosen to participate. So I, you know, that that's going to be important. And honestly, I think maybe Amazon maybe needs to take a look at how that war system works because there are going to be frustrated people who, if they can't participate in a war because their company's maybe not active enough or they want a more solo experience and they they do want to participate in these things sometimes, but uh, they just don't want to be in a company or. Per- you know, all the time or, or something. I, I, I get that. So, um, we'll see how it plays out. That's but hard I, though. That's a I hard, it I is. mean, that's a hard ask because, yeah, you know, is. you're talking about a, a big impact on the game. These wars are making and and yeah. And, you know, there's so many players and so many, and only 50 people per, uh, team can get in on that war. I mean, I don't want to see wars all the time, but what we saw in beta, I will say this, I thought it was a good amount. We were seeing, um, you know, every every couple days we'd see a territory go fall into conflict and go into war. You know, and I thought, you know, that was a good amount. And that's it. Made so it the meaningful. It made yeah, it meaningful. And, and this is the point I, I guess I'm getting to is like, you know, if you are upset because you're not getting in a war, find a better company. Find a company that's more active in this in the world you're in um because you know it's it's an mmo it's about that group play you know and and um i don't want them to you know (laughs) just to push war you know have more opportunities for wars just because not everyone's getting a chance you know so you know there's a balance i i agree but like i I know some people kind of want their tight-knit company you know of group five ten friends right yeah they don't want necessarily a lot of random people and and their company and, and things like that. I, I that's also part of uh, MMOs. You see a lot of guilds that are just small, um, tight knit friends and, and other yeah. MMOs as well. 
right? And you're right, this has a much bigger impact. But even if you're in an active company of 100 people, only 50 people get selected right. for war. You may still never get selected for one of those big companies. And I I, I, I don't know. I, I understand the the gravitas of what what's happening between in, in these zones. And I, I do agree the bigger companies are putting in more should have more say but there's got to be some way you can still at least get these people to experience that content in one way or another okay here's an idea well you have outpost rush too there is but it's it's, different it's It's not quite yeah it is different different. yeah what if okay here's an idea you know just tell me what you guys think what if like what if the death in the wars uh was a little more permanent and so or maybe it was a longer cooldown so to you know so so the the backups could come in to replace those that died in the war so that so it's like if your first oh, yeah. if your oh. front line if your first 50 die off yeah the backups take place so it's like you want to it's not just about going ham right it's about being smart being strategic and surviving and 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 using your advantages um to win the war instead of yeah. instead of just going ham and then respawning right what if death was permanent and and the backups took place and then when those guys died then the the first round could come back in you know i don't you know have like a pool of reserves and everyone uh-huh. who's queued in for that war is in this this reserve all right call up the developers <laughs> all right. call them up. no i i actually really like that idea i, I think that's gonna well and it'll make you i think it would make you play a little more smart within the war right yep. where i i mean don't get me wrong death's obviously a, a bad penalty Anytime you're dead in a PvP match, you're not helping your team. Um, but even more so if you have to switch um, you have to strategies wait. because you have you have to wait or you have yeah. new people coming in. And it, at the same time, though, there's going to be people complaining, I can't fully coordinate between 500 people in yeah, my no. my war queue, right? I, I, I don't know. It, I, I like the idea a lot. I really do. Um, I know there would be backlash on that. I just wish big companies who want to control everything, right? Yeah, I had another idea a while ago that I kind of pitched to you guys. I don't remember if it was on a podcast or not, but you know, it would. I think it would have been cool had these wars taken place over a longer period of time. So, like, so instead right. of just a one-time event for thirty minutes, you have during the week. You have every other day. There's there's a battle for this war and so every time you know one of those battles is when you know one you you have so much more the advantage or you're that much more closer to winning the war right or defend or successfully defending so so it would have been cool if like there were different battle events that were taking place and it was like actually taking place in the outpost in the actual map or at the fort in the actual map and it was like so it was like it felt realistic you know to the territory you were fighting in anyway that that would have been cool. so maybe that if, would give more opportunities for players to play since we're just spitballing here let me add to that <laughs> <laughs> and since we're way off topic uh okay all right so what if the wars were much more like they were in medieval times where there was a long period of sieging the castle beforehand right so you yeah. would spend maybe the week before trying to they like if you were defending you would try to run supplies into the fort if you were attacking you're trying to kill supply chains you're trying to break the walls and the more effort that you have in this war which is like a daily thing and you do this like this huge like sieging phase before you have the actual assaulting phase which only lasts that's your 30 minute battlefield but then you have like this this long feud that happens i i think that's great i agree 
Let's do it. Because then you could have I, you could say, "Hey, we need more people to help break up supply chains during this week. Like we're not we're not filling yeah. enough people. Sign up if you want to come run." And, and and it's fun. And so maybe that part is just fun, and and you don't have to organize as much. You're just sending guys out to 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 you know to go break up supply chains and kill enemies. You know, but then like as you it gets get a closer PvP, to you, know, part of, you feel a part of the war, the part of the yeah, war effort. Yeah. So I, I and I agree. I think that's something they could definitely be a little more involved with the wars themselves and have more to it because I I, I do agree a 30 minute battle suddenly decides whether or not you keep or lose this territory um, but I also think I, I think that's what the PvP missions are kind of supposed to be right where you're breaking down the area initially right and you're, you're eliminating the enemy faction players before right. before you can even go to yeah, war yeah but I, those pvp I, missions are I, not hitting the mark that's right. another topic i know I, I, I i'm playing i'm playing yeah, devil's advocate right i i i agree i don't think they're quite hitting the mark um they're fun and they they are you know they they give a lot more than the pve missions those pvp missions but um I, I agree. There's more that they could do to to build up the so war, much more. allow more people to participate more within within a war type type scenario. So I don't I don't think I would like it if it lasted like a full week, maybe three or four days. Um, because fair enough. I'm just I, talking like different but, multiple sessions throughout you know sure, across a couple yeah, of days. Yeah, or yeah. Diff- multiple different stages of of, taking of the war. The, yeah, of the war. Right. I I think that that could work quite well whereas right now it's you do the pvp missions till it's in conflict and then in two days you you do this 30 minute battle right yeah so yeah i this improves overall though it's people who have, who have done the wars have said they've been really fun and um the whole idea of just being able to take over a territory and control and maintain parts of that territory is still just an awesome idea in general yeah, yeah. it is so, it is we do need yeah. to discuss PVP missions though some some episode because that that I think that's been one of the disappointments I've had in this in in the beta. Well, so. tell you what, we got plenty of time, and we got what four more episodes that we got to <laughs> fill before release comes out. Right. So get ready for some good deep dives on topics nobody cares about. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, okay, so I've got a couple. Getting back on topic, uh, a couple of my strategies here. My first one is when you hit when you're a new player and you're just starting out uh, and you want to start working on uh, crafting armor or you want to look for iron um, when you first start iron is very tricky to find because you can't track it you have to be level 25 to track it so my suggestion is you go out there and you just smash boulders for half an hour and it'll level up your mining and very quickly you'll hit level 25 and suddenly you'll be able to find iron. So one of the first things I'm going to do when I get to the first town, so you know after you get off the beach, there's this tutorial, in case you're not aware, there's this tutorial section where you're on a beachhead. And then once you move to your first town, you've kind of like exited the sort of the tutorial area. So once I get to my first town, wherever that is going to be, I'm immediately going to level up my mining to 25 uh, because just finding the iron in the early game was so freaking profitable, it's not even funny. And some of the iron is a little trickier to find. Now, the ones inside the caves that people are regularly running to or along the pass, the ones that you casually walk upon, everyone else is casually walking upon those iron nodes as well. So you want to get that tracking turned on as fast as possible so you can start catching those nodes really quickly. And whether you're selling them or you're going to use that for craft is up to you. But it, just smash boulders until you hit 25 and turn that tracking on. Yeah, and that's the, you bring um, up a great point too because 
don't forget that once you hit a certain level in these gathering professions, tracking will be turned on for you to be able to, you know, so you'll see on your little, your little compass bar up at the top of your screen, you'll see where nodes are for a specific resource. And that's super helpful. If you're having a hard time finding hemp, yeah. <clears throat> Ruko, you know, you, you gather things and you'll be able to see <laughs> hemp on your... I still don't know what it looks like. <laughs> well, okay, I looked it up finally and I went over to the areas it's supposed to be and I, I ran around this one farm area for like an hour and never found a single one so that's crazy you, yeah you're gonna have to show me in game sometime where, it's, where, where we promise it exists the, the hemp oh is God. real i bought i bought so much linen off of the the auction house or for what the market oh, just gearing trying to craft more towards the end i tried to craft oh. more and get my crafting up so i could you know stay up to date with my armor and craft better armor as I leveled up, right? Yeah. Instead of just you know, I don't think I crafted any armor, just weapons. I just did, I did engineering. Both. And yeah. man, if there was <laughs> I only a crafted shared cartridges. system, <laughs> if there was a shared system, though, I would have sent all of my gathered materials over to Big Papa and would have solely focused on alchemy. In yeah. fact, if they make a guild bank or something of that nature, I will 100% do that. My because I, I, I know you're going to go engineering. Yeah. You're going to be able to make the stuff that I want to make. I'm going to do the gathering uh, professions anyway, all, you know, as much of them as I can. Yeah. So it, just, it would be so easy for me to just, hey, I'm going to pass off all of my – just make it for me yeah. and send it back. I agree. And I'll make you, you potions. You yeah. could – yeah, I mean – You can't can. do that right now and that well, frustrates me. We talked about this last episode, but – yeah, I I mean it's not you, you can't really to do right? it. It's not convenient. No, it's not. That's what, correct. Yeah. Well, you you can trade with people, right? You still can but tr- even do that, in-person trades. We talked about that last episode, Ruko. It's like even the trading menu is like so finicky. It was just it, and there it was is. buggy. It was yeah. buggy. That needs to be fixed. But even if it was, let's say it worked perfectly, which it did sometimes for me, it was like I had to click five times <laughs> to trade. It's like that is right. not efficient, you know. But yeah. I don't know. Well. I, I know, yeah, it's it's not efficient, but you know, th- this is why my my launch strategy is to go back to crafting, 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 a lot more crafting. Oh. I I mean, I'm guessing I'm probably going to spend at least a third or more of my time farming and crafting in addition to doing doing quests because it it is so important, and a lot of people don't necessarily want to spend the time doing it. That's not the big draw of the game for them, so they're going to buy stuff up from the market. Which you can sell, right? Yeah. And uh, so, I, you know, it's a good money-making opportunity, and I don't think it's going to be that detrimental to leveling up overall. So, again, crafting it seems like the the way to go. Slacker. Yeah. Well, and that that brings me to one one last <laughs> little strategy that I have for for launch, and I'm just going to make a comment here that first of all, I'm glad we're we're talking about this maybe earlier than we had planned only because I hope people forget about this strategy because I don't want other people doing it. (laughs) But just for our listeners, um, I found out right away as a musket user, how, how limited cartridges are in the beginning of the game. Sure. You find a couple here and there, but you're shooting like a few bullets per battle, you know, per encounter with an enemy. And you're finding only a few bullets every once in a while in chests or on in loot. And, you know, when I went to the first city and I saw, looked up cartridges to buy, they were so expensive and some people were buying them. Um, so I, I had to figure out real quickly how to make cartridges, and it's it's actually not very easy. Um, you have to be able to go to caves 
to get saltpeter to make gunpowder. And then with gunpowder, you can make cartridges. You also need hemp to make linen. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. So one of my strategies early game is to get access to saltpeter, kite, because there was one cave in Everfall that has it had an abundance of saltpeter and it was a higher level cave when i first went there so i had to kite mobs and collect saltpeter and it was pretty effective i didn't die at all but um <laughs> but i had to collect saltpeter you know and and the earlier you do it the better because as people level up they're going to figure it out too and then it was much harder to go in and and farm an area because i was competing so getting a ton of saltpeter is huge uh finding the hemp is huge trying to get that and then you know, I'm going to just make a ton of cartridges and sell a bunch as well and try to dominate the market there for the early game so I can make some money because potentially I'll I'll make some good money to where I could buy off all the other people that are selling cartridges, buy off those and sell them at a higher price, you know. So, um, so yeah, you know. I, I think that's smart. But something that I'm going to do is because of that exact issue is I know I want to do spear for my first weapon and I'm pretty sure I want to do bow. And if I'm going to do bow... I will not focus on using my bow until like the second or third week. And I'm just going to sell all the stuff that requires to make arrows because that was, I had the same issue. Just, I just want the quick. first two weeks, just sell that. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, so my, uh, my second one I just wanted to hit real quick is, is more of an economic one. And one I should preface this with is the fact that as soon as you get off that tutorial beach, you should go to whatever town you want to set up shop at because they've all kind of got the same in town quests uh, so just get to the town as soon as you you get off the beach to where you want to go. And each town has is going to be ranking up different shops differently. Because remember, if you want to do engineering, for example, say you want to make those cartridges. Well, cartridges you needed a tier two crafting station, didn't you? I don't remember for iron, but for steel, I know it's definitely three, right? But yeah, I don't Okay, let's use iron. that yeah. one. So you want to make tier three cartridges. Uh, you need a tier three crafting station and not all of those different towns are going to be prioritizing engineering, which is what those cartridges are in. Maybe they're prioritizing armor, their blacksmith or their smelters or their woodworking, whatever the case may be. So what you do to make a buttload of cash is you go to the, you take your supplies that you need to, that you're going to craft with if you want to, or you can buy them there, go to the towns that have the tier three uh, crafting stations craft and build as you need and then walk them back to the places that do not have a tier three uh crafting station and sell them at that town and you'll make mm. a significant yeah. more amount of money i was doing that yeah. with pickaxes as soon as i can make steel pickaxes i was like well this place because uh both big papa and i we were working out of the same town and we got really frustrated because they were not prioritizing the engineering crafting table and so we said, well, we got to go to a different town to get this done. So I went up there. I made I made one pickaxe for myself, made it out of steel. And I was like, hmm, maybe I'll just make a few more and go back and sell them. And they were selling for like 750 a piece. <laughs> a week later, they were only 75 gold a piece. So literally 10 times in the early game. And this is one of those things that's really only going to work in the early game really, really well. Afterwards, it'll still work well. And as a fact, as a company, we may want to make a decision of being like, hey, we're all going to make like a trip and go up to this one territory, craft or make what we need because we know it's really cheap there and then bring it down to another spot. In fact, it would be even better now that I'm just thinking through this is if we all logged on, all three of us went to a different town and we started 
comparing prices of different products and says, okay, well, I'll take cartridges to you. You bring arrows here because they're just selling at different rates and yeah. just make money that way. You can manipulate the market. It's possible. So just think of some of those basic strategies and you'll be able to buy your first house. You'll be able to get those territories pretty easily. It's You want to do something. Don't just passively think that you're going to do uh, you know, go out, kill stuff, and do quests, and think you're going to have enough money for everything that you want in the game. Yeah, this is a player-driven economy. Yep. There's no vendor. You can't just vendor all the junk you get off of monsters. Crafting is huge um, in this game. It's huge. Uh, so take yeah. advantage of that. Play that part of the game, uh, and you'll be better for it. Okay, so okay, one last thing here, because we've given a lot of economic market advice. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I do have one more thing. Uh, it takes a long time to level up weapons. <laughs> um, it's yeah. surprisingly long. Figure out what you want to commit to early and and stick with it. Because I only ever played musket and um, uh, rapier. And, you know, I got to... I didn't play much of the last week of beta, but, but w- with the time I played, I was only able to get up to just over the, uh, what, the 12 level hump to get... Um, yeah yeah that's about as high so as you got. anyway that's just one little piece of advice if you know if you really you know figure out early what you want to stick with so you can so you can max you can maximize the experience on those weapons and get as high as possible as soon as possible with them because it does help unlocking those passives are huge sometimes they're game changing for the weapon um that was the case with rapier there was one in particular that was game changing for me um but it took a while yeah. to get there so what we'll probably do is we'll have to do a, a build, another another build episode, uh, but kind of like do builds 2.0 sometime in August. Oh, good And just call. see after playing, seeing like, hey, have our thoughts and opinions on these different builds changed? And honestly, I need to, because when I was playing the game, I, I totally just want to echo a big pop was saying, saying absolutely do that because when you get into the game, you're going to get kind of married to some different abilities that may not synergize very well with your play overall. So... I just, I needed to stop playing and take a step back and go back to my build and be like, okay, what was my strategy with my build again? Because I really started liking uh, this specific spear ability. um, And I realized that while it was a really fun ability to use, it actually wasn't very cohesive to my overall plan uh, for the long game. And the longer you wait, the more that's going to cost to respec. So uh, I think it'd be worth having another dive. It is. And uh, you got to remember, like, once you start getting to those higher levels anyway, if if you're not liking your weapon, it won't be too bad to re-level or level up a new weapon, right? Because the experience um, gains are based off the mobs you're killing, and uh, you you should be able to level up a new one later on if you're just not having a fun time with it. But uh, yeah, I agree. Getting getting those weapon perks early and sticking with with one thing instead of swapping around a lot is going to be much more beneficial to you in terms of efficiency and, and leveling fast uh, than if you are just playing playing whatever. Right? You get a new weapon, right. it's higher item level or whatever, and you're going to just swap and play with it for a bit. All right. So let's move on to our next topic uh, for this episode. Um, and this is one we we certainly want to talk about just briefly as this comes from our, our, our little segment, you know, the world around Eternum and talking about the industry and the MMO world as a whole. Um, things have been pretty intense over at Blizzard the past few weeks as they've had recent allegations come across in lawsuits um, and various other 
you know, leadership changes have, having happened. And I think where we stand, obviously, we believe in, you know, everyone being treated well. Uh, I think we, we were talking before the podcast a little bit about this and how much we despise kind of that bro culture uh, and how damaging it can be. But particularly, we also wanted to talk about how this affects a game and its development because you're you're working in a situation where you need to be creative and you need to have the space to think outside the box and come up with a cool idea and then implement it and find out that that didn't really quite work. So you want to try something else. Uh, and it tends that sometimes you get nasty cultures or sometimes you kind of get that um, corporate overtones and it starts to spoil that creative process. And I think that that's something that we'll have to keep our eyes on uh, on New World, not because they've had anything like that or have any evidence of it, but certainly are not an, they're not an indie developer. And some of my favorite games are actually indie games because they work on that, excuse me, they work on that premise that they have all that creative freedom without you know, having to fight against a corporate culture or fight against a bro culture or fight against these other really gross stuff that you can find, especially inside the game development industry. Um, so with this game that we love so much, I hope that we see a continual push forward to empowering the creative people and making sure that they have the environment and the time that they need to make really compelling, engaging games. Is that fair to say? Yeah. No, and um, Blizzard has lost its way, hundred uh, percent. I mean, Blizzard started off as an a small indie company. All jokes aside, sometimes we joke. I uh, our my guild jokes about um, Blizzard being a small indie company based on the just sheer number of bugs and bad content that they uh, put out. Because sometimes a lot of small indie games don't work out or aren't aren't that great and. Um, things like that because uh, they're, they're new right they're still learning how to, to do games that, that's not you know indicative of all indie games obviously a lot of indie games are phenomenal but blizzard started off this way and they have just gone off the path um really on honestly since they merged with with activision i think it's just gone mm. downhill um and and that was 12 13 years ago something like that a really long time ago um, probably about the time the Wrath of the Lich King expansion released, it's it's been downhill. You know, there's been good stuff coming out of it too, but you can see that influence of merging with this big company. Um, they they're breathing down their necks. They want more money. They want more profits. They don't care about the players. And even recently, I know Blizzard has said they don't care about about subscription numbers. They're looking to farm the people who are left for as much money as they can get essentially oof, right oof. Uh, yeah. that like the subscription numbers have gone down over the last four years but their profits have gone up because of all this new in-game um the new in-game shop stuff and they haven't lowered their character services things like i think transferring realms is still like 25 dollars it takes crazy yeah outrageous absolutely Ugh. outrageous yeah. <laughs> considering they probably just hit a button on their side and it, and it does it right um i uh, it, it, you've seen the writing on the wall a lot of the developers and big head honchos have been leaving blizzard for a long time and i gotta say i i'm sure some of these sexual allegations and seeing the bro culture from within 
um, Blizzard is is probably part of the reason for that. They don't want to be a part of it. It's yes. not it's not fun, and uh, it it it's gonna stint um, growth within the company, natural creative growth, and and good ideas. Right when you don't have I guess, for lack of a better word, diversity uh, within the company, and you're not listening to other people's ideas, you're just telling them what to do, you're, you're going to end up with this bad bro culture. And Well, and I think that that's, that's just the thing. is It's kind of this two-pronged um, uh, illness, where one of it was certainly getting owned by a major corporation who shifted the goals from being player-driven experiences to being profit-driven experiences. And, you know, even with the company that I work for now, we're very focused on staying true to the customers. And that's a a big, we we talk a lot about what our customer experience is and we try and try really hard to focus on that. And I really like the company that I work for because it does that. But when you move from being an indie developer to suddenly having people saying like, okay, you don't know how to do business, so we're going to teach you how to do business, and it ends up what happened, I think, at Blizzard, steamrolling the system. Not teaching, but steamrolling. And then the indie developers who were there beforehand suddenly get inflated egos because the names that are coming out on these allegations, we're not talking about like a couple of guys in a back room. We're talking about some of the bigwigs at Blizzard that I've been a fan of since I was younger, making some great games, Suddenly, they just have powers gone to their head or whatever it is, and it's just destroyed such a beautiful thing that used to exist. Uh, and I, my heart really goes out for the people who played Warcraft 3 and went to school and went to college and said, someday I'm going to work for Blizzard. And they try their absolute hardest and they finally land their dream job just to be subject to this crap. That sucks so much, especially in an industry that's so heavily competitive that executives can easily say, if you don't like the environment, dude, just leave because I can replace you no problem because everybody wants this job. Um, That to me is the, for me is the most gut-wrenching part. Like that sucks. That really sucks for all these people who work so hard to get there just to have this fantasy and this dream of it shoved down their face. And I, I'm anyway. hoping one of the big lessons Blizzard takes away from this is that people don't want to work for them anymore, right? Uh, I read a post, I think just this morning, they've got 20 new positions open now, or something like that, right? <laughs> um, I, I'm i sure a lot of it is as a result of people leaving. Pe- people have been hearing bad things about Blizzard in, internally, and you see some of the big names dropping off out of Blizzard for a long time. Hopefully you're not wanting to, to work there as much anymore. It sounds like a terrible place to work from these allegations. It sounds like it's been that way for a long time. And uh, based on what they're doing with, I, I know they're hiring a union-busting law, uh, law firm to, to assist with some of the um, potential unionization. I mean, that sounds awful. I, yeah, I, I yeah. don't want to work there. Yeah, maybe there was a time in my life that had been great to work for Blizzard. Um not anymore. I you couldn't you couldn't pay me all the money in the world to go work for them and, and be miserable every day at my job. I was just gonna say that you guys have kind of hit it all on the nose. <laughs> I don't think I have much to say. It's just it's just sad seeing this company screw up time and time again. I mean, everything I hear about Blizzard anymore is typically bad news. I think it's Shadowlands maybe. was yeah. kind of a decent launch from what I've heard, you know, but but that's fine. You know, yeah. it's just it's just one one thing after another. I, what was it a couple of years ago? The Hong Kong thing, 
and that was kind of a mess. And oh yeah, that's uh-huh. right. I forgot about the, that. The yeah. Blitzchung Hearthstone thing. Exactly. Right? When they banned yep. him. Yeah, yep. yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's just one bad thing after another, and 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 it's it's too bad. <laughs> um, it's. Yeah, I I think I think it you heavily. People who are passionate about the game. Well, yeah. It, it, hey, hey, the good news is if you want to lose player players but make more profit, put up an in-game store. You know, hey, do you, there's way Blizzard can show you how to do that. You know, they they figured it out. So I just I don't. It's just frustrating. You know, it. Um, I think it has to do, and like you guys have touched on this a lot, but I I do think it it mostly has to do with you know that corporate environment it, and, and caring more about profits than players i think that that hit it right on the note you just you, you get people who are removed from the process people executives in, especially in corporate environments and <laughs> this isn't really our topic but especially <laughs> in corporate environments start to lose focus of what it's like to be on the floor to be on the sale in the sales field to to be a developer you 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 get this disconnect I think it's important that they retain that. I think they've lost it at Blizzard. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, hey, Slacker, this is a podcast about New World, not about Blizzard. But I think what the lessons that New World learns from this are really important because it's already a corporate environment. Yeah, and they have been allowed to postpone oh. their game now three times. And I think that's actually good news for us who are hoping that this game doesn't become a corporate shell of Amazon. That's a good point. I, I agree with that. And I was just going to say, keep in mind, you know, there's, I mean, profit's important, right? You, you need to make money to keep developing the game, right? But but when you sacrifice uh, the focus on the players, right, and, and your, 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 your relationship with the players for that, for more profit, you know, I, I, that's when things start going downhill in my opinion. But I just wanted to make that side comment. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it's good news. I mean, you look at the game a year ago, what we knew about the game from a year ago, and you look at it today, that was all based on player feedback. And they were willing to, yes. to delay the yes, game a was. full year to implement and and try out some of these um, better things, better systems within within the game. Now, I, I've heard there's still still some things people didn't like about the, some of the changes they, they've made, but overall, it seems like they are moving in the right direction taking player feedback and then even with this latest delay of the game they're they're planning to make changes based on what people have said that yeah. that's what you need to do i i don't want people at amazon to be making this game because they feel like it's a good job and they're getting paid a lot of money i want them to be making it because they care about the game and i don't I don't see that in a company like and they Blizzard play anymore. the game. Yeah, and they play the game. I, There's I, no way the executives over at Blizzard are playing. World well, <laughs> some some of the head honchos actually do. I I do know that. Like uh, Ion Hazakosis, who does he's the I think the lead encounter designer. He's one of the head people. He does play the game, and some of these head people do play the game. But I don't think a lot of the lower staff do or care. I'm sure they're just there to be code monkeys and uh, you know put out as much code and bug fixes as possible and they, and they don't they're not passionate about the game they, no. they don't care it's a job to them yeah. and right. that's and when it's just a job to you you develop these these really toxic cultures where you're just caring about um an outside social life rather than within the culture within the company well, and the responsibility right. lies and, on the leadership right specifically right because you, you can't fault yeah. someone for showing up day to day a developer and 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 
their priority is, is it's a job for them, right? It's their income, their support yeah. for their family. But the leadership, especially that are that are pushing these, you know, the the game and 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 trying to create this environment of hey, this is our game, this is our baby, right? This is you know, it's the responsibility falls on them ultimately to create that kind of environment uh, and love for the game internally. Um, so yeah, I agree sure. with you. I agree with you. That's that's a really good point. I really like that. And I think that here's the silver lining. I mean, this is a crummy, crummy issue that really sucks. As we see this great behemoth and this titan of the industry collapse in on itself, is that this actually paves the road for other developers and other games like New World. Yeah. As World of Warcraft falls, people are saying, all right, what else is there? Well, what else can we sink our teeth into? What else has got something real and tangible that we can hold on to? So I think that there is a lot of lessons. I know that when, when Final Fantasy, uh, I mean, it had a horrid, absolutely terrible launch. Uh, when they finally got new creative directors who came in on it, they went to the, the team and said, hey, you know what your homework is? You go home and you play World of Warcraft. You learn from that game and you learn from their experiences. We make a better game. Well, and they and have. And and that's what I hope happens with New World, that we learn from these lessons. We take the opportunities to to say, hey, we're listening to our players. We care about our players. So you can also get that here. Aside from a great game, you can also get a, a development team that actually cares and celebrates its players instead of despising them and mocking them at BlizzCons. Right. Well, and I, Amazon is not a... Amazon Games specifically is not a stranger to failure. I've already had one one what they call that big game canceled. They've had another one that and was they released. They had two? Oh, well, yes. So I'm getting to that. They released <laughs> they actually released the second one, right? Crucible, and right? It, Crucible. Yeah. And it's completely shut down now because they openly admitted we have no way we don't know how to fix the problems with this game and we don't see a way to sustain it in the future. So a lot of companies sort of said, uh, well, we're just going to keep going. And again, we're going to milk all the, the people who are still playing the game for everything they're worth before we shut like it down. Like Anthem? Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Anthem. Well, and like Blizzard is currently doing now. Yeah. yeah. Um, at, no, they shut it down. <laughs> they're like, we can't. We're not We're not going to keep going with this, this game that's not just not good and we can't fix the problems. So I, I hope they've learned from those experiences, and I hope they continue to are, are willing to take big steps to fix um, problems within That's a game. really good point. Uh, honestly, right? the, pointing yeah. out that they've failed twice already, and they've accepted that failure and moved on from it and are still trying, you could argue that's a really good sign for, for the company. You know, I agree. I, 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 I'm sure a lot of people see it as a really bad sign <laughs> that they failed twice already. Right, right. right. Uh, that's the natural inclination. It does right? come both yeah, ways, though. Yes, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but you but, bring but up a good I, point, I like right? Think... From a different perspective, you could argue it's a good sign. It's They're not yeah. focused on trying to milk the players, right, for all they've got. They're, right. they're trying to well, make a good game, and if it fails, it fails, you know? <laughs> And I, I'm sure they're completely different teams from the other ones, but I think the studio as a whole is showing they're they're willing to make drastic steps to either fix something or at least not make the game like make hate hate the players to the point where they just want to suck the money out of them, right? Yeah. And uh, um, so I, I have a lot of a lot of hope that they're going to continue to listen to player feedback in the future. I. I really hope that the work environment at Amazon, at least for the, well, everywhere, honestly, is, is not good. Or, sorry, that it is good, and that it's <laughs> not this toxic bro culture, and it's not full of sexual harassment like 
um, these allegations that are being made uh, against Blizzard. Because, you know, when you have an environment like that, you're just not going to make a good product. Yeah. Right, so. right. All right, well, let's end this episode on a high, uh, on a fun note. Um, let's talk about our opinion segment. We'll, we'll, we'll be brief on it because I don't know how long we actually need to uh, go into this. But there's a, a much needed, no, sorry, let me rephrase that. There is a much requested feature uh, inside New World um, that, you know, we, we, we'd be amiss if we didn't talk about it. And there's actually a few of these. You know, maybe we'll do a, a whole series on these. But uh, the first one is let's talk about travel inside New World. And start, to start off, let's understand what the current traveling system is. The way you get around, number one, is you walk. You, you you tie your shoes, you go out the door, and you walk from town to town from quest to quest. There is, in place, a fast travel system. You can travel to your set in, kind of like a hearthstone. Uh, it's free to do so, and you can do it once an hour. Uh, there's also traveling to other fast points, travel fast travel points, which are... Um, other inns that you've been to in other towns or even discoverable markers inside the world. I think there was like one extra, maybe two extra in each zone. Uh, and that is not free. It costs Azoth based on the distance and what you have in your inventory, but there's no cooldown. And finally, you can travel to your home wherever you've built homes for free. Now, you could build homes in every city and you could travel about there. And I think they also have a one-hour cooldown. Uh, cl- clarification so, real quick. Uh- you set yes. you set your in. So there's only one in you could teleport to at any given Correct. time. Correct. Okay. For free. Yeah, for free. But you can fast travel to other visited towns um, with a cost. Uh, oh yeah, with the Azoth cost. Yeah, you're right. I yeah, yes. I'm I'm with yes, you. Yes, but not for yep. free. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um so one a heavily requested feature are mounts. Saying that I want to get from A to B faster. Uh, and to do so, I need a mount. I need a horse. I need to gallop across the beautiful plains of Aeternum. Do mounts have a home in New World? Yes or no? And why? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but not right now. That's going to be my answer. I I think mounts eventually will have a place. Um, I think as it is right now, I, I wouldn't want amount at least not for until like an expansion or something and and the reason for that is i i want to feel encouraged to explore the world now i understand this can get a little tedious traveling back and forth um but i never felt like i was uh if i needed a fast travel or wanted to fast travel even that i i didn't have the resources to do it if i needed a fast travel i could always i could always do that um i think when you when you start putting mounts into the game, people start ignoring a huge portion of the world, right? I I think a lot of the fun experiences that come are from exploring and from discovering new things. I I guess as long as that discovery is meaningful in some way, and I, mount mounts will inevitably you know cut that down. So I think once people have had time to explore um, the map and explore the game thoroughly i think then it's a good good time to put mounts in because at that point players just want to be efficient and and get from point a to point b i understand some people want to do that right now and be efficient for getting from point a to point b um but i i think it's better for most player experiences to be able to explore freely and not feel pressured to be 
uh, super efficient and, and having a mount and, and just zooming around through the world without paying attention to it. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Uh, now, we've talked about other potential applications for mounts in this podcast, like using them for for like uh, good transportation and being flagged for PvP while you move goods from A to B on an ox or something like similar to Albion Online system. But Ruko, I think you're 100% right. I think there is a home for mounts in the game, but definitely not in the state of the game as it is right now. I'm torn. Sorry. I'm torn. Uh, I'm torn about it. it. It doesn't need it. Doesn't need it. it doesn't... I, it, I, there are... There are multiple fast travel spots. You, that's, you go out, that's the point. Yeah. The stuff I gather from when I try walk from A to B is far more important than just getting yeah. on a mounting up and running from A to B. And that's an issue I actually have with World of Warcraft is that I'm so busy, you know, doing my quests as fast as I possibly can on a mount as fast as I possibly can, especially when I create a new character. That you're never slowing down to smell the roses. And I'm not saying you need to smell the roses, but a lot of the game of Aeternum actually happens between A and B. It's being flagged for PvP. It's finding something new to gather. It's getting a sweet drop off of a creature that you killed or finally finding that herb that you've been looking for so you can craft something you've been really wanting to craft. A lot of that happens on the road to your next step. And isn't that the draw and appeal of an MMO, isn't that the excitement and the adventure of playing a role-playing game rather than just being like, mount up, poof, peace, dude. I'm going to hit the space bar, shoot straight up, in, and I know talking about a flying mount and talking about a ground mount are totally different, but bear with me. Just hit the space bar, shoot straight up in the air, fly all the way over to your next spot and drop down into the ground, ignoring everything underneath. Oh, it's just such a shame. Even, World, even Blizzard recognized that it was a mistake and took mount flying mounts away from future expansions at least temporarily um because that was so much well. of the adventure <laughs> it wasn't but i think it was the right call it's like do you give people these mounts it's like the cheat code you gotta use it it's like oh man what was the game i used to play what was that uh if you played age of empires 2 and you open up the <laughs> chat console and you put in like i think it was motherload you got like a ton of gold E equals MC squared got you like a Corvette with a rocket launcher on it in Age of Empires 2. I don't know if you guys knew that. But I didn't know that. No. Freaking glorious. I, I knew some of the ones for like StarCraft and Warcraft. Zootycoon but as soon as you them. learn, as yeah. soon as you learn those cheats, it becomes nearly impossible not to use them. And you lose a lot of the joy of where that game was built. Well, the challenge, so, you know, yeah. I, I, right. I, I'm just, I'm just going to Go say, ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm a little torn on this because... I'm not a huge fan. I feel like mounts would be better in this game than what they currently have. I am not a huge fan of the fast travel in this. Um, and and maybe I'm <laughs> in the minority here. But, you know, an instant teleport, even with a cost that's really not that expensive, because you get Azoth all the time in this game. Like, I very rarely saw myself low in Azoth at all. Um, but, you know, just the instant teleportation with everything you're carrying... You know, I, I'm not a huge fan of that. It's just too easy. Um, maybe if the cost was steeper, I don't know. But if, if I, I would prefer mounts and I'd rather see mounts over what we have currently. Um, and maybe they could make it more realistic too, where you get a mount from a settlement, you ride it to another settlement and stable it. And, 
And if you stop uh, between, you know, between, you know, if you're carrying goods, right? Like we talked about last week, it'd be awesome if you could carry goods. And that was the main way you could transport goods between towns, right? Well, if you stop along the way and that horse happens to die in combat, right? Because you die and then the NPC or the player kills your, you know, kills your horse or takes your horse. I don't know. You know, you lose, you lose the investment in that, in that mount right i that would be kind of cool then you wouldn't be seeing people mounting up all the time because they wouldn't have mounts all the time they would use it yeah, only that's fair. when that's a whole needed. different design it's, it's full different design i know and i'm i'm an ideas guy so i like i like thinking of how things could be different but i am i'm just i'm not a fan of the fast travel it is at least in world of warcraft you know you actually still had to physically fly when you took a mount when you took a flying um uh uh, a griffin or you know whatnot you know you still had to physically fly there <laughs> so it took some time um and it felt more realistic and flavorful and you know i'm not a huge fan of the teleporting i'm just i don't know but yeah i think mounts have a place That's i think fair. they would be better than the teleporting um if we're talking about what's currently in place i'm not a huge fan i just i feel like it it makes the game that's easier. right it makes the podcast far more interesting when someone else on the podcast is wrong so <laughs> yeah. thank you for I, the table. <laughs> I i i you know I, I an inn right having a fast travel to an inn or a home i think is would have been perfect enough and then mounts um to get places faster but you know i do agree with you guys that maybe with the current system they have mounts aren't the right answer right now but eventually they could do it and they could make it really cool. You know, um, Guild Wars 2 was kind of interesting because they – the mounts actually were unique. Yes, it they, is. They, yeah. they had a – they, had, they, they traveled differently. Um, one was good at jumping vertically. One was good at leaping, you know, over horizontal distances. One was fast. One was good over water, you know. So so you had to have the right mount for the job. And, and that was kind of cool. It, was, it, it felt more like a puzzle because you wanted to make sure some – you know, you had to bring the right mount to get to the right place or to get, you know – uh, and, and that was cool. You know, that was unique. I think they have an opportunity here to try something unique, try something realistic, um, so that way mounts aren't taking over <laughs> the game and everyone is always mounting up for every little thing. You know, um, I think yeah. I think they have yeah. a good opportunity here. So, th- those are my opinions. Um, well, I, go ahead. Okay. I, I you know I was just gonna say World of Warcraft after they re or decided to bring flying back because of the the negative feedback from uh saying they weren't gonna implement it anymore you know i i kind of like the way they did it and this might be an unpopular opinion too but they essentially made you go out and explore the world and do all the content within the world on foot before you could obtain flying back into the world and skip all of all that stuff and i i didn't necessarily think all its content was great so being forced to kind of do all that wasn't particularly fun but something like that where um you earn the right to have a mount because you know the world really well or you're uh, you've had all of these experiences throughout the world and you don't necessarily need to to go about exploring all the time i think would be important um i i played world of warcraft classic um within the last few months and i i gotta say i mean I have learned things about that game just because I was forced to walk places and and do different things um, that I I never knew about in the 15 years I've played that game, right? Mm -hmm. And those are the types of things you're going to learn from not having a mount system and skipping everything, right? I I know that uh, it's annoying sometimes to walk places, 
but you're also not going to learn as much about the world and you're just not going to be as immersed i think within within the environment um because of it so big papa's wrong the end okay no i i'm i'm kidding no I, i'm just I extreme totally i'm i'm kind of, i'm agree no. with you guys but i'm just extreme because i'd rather not even have a I, teleport right it's like yeah you're the, talking immersion i can understand that not wanting the, the you know? teleport yeah. right and you know, they try to say it's because the, the Azoth allows you to, to go to these locations, and I think that argument falls apart really quickly. But um, I, I, I do kind of like that you're able to get to a new base of operations, essentially, right? Because each zone's got a town, and you can kind of move to the new zone, and then that... Uh, quickly but then you still have to walk and you still have to travel out from there on your own right you can't just teleport to any location for the most part i think there are a few non-town locations you can teleport to um but but i kind of i kind of like that idea because when you go to a new zone oftentimes you're planning to spend a lot of time there and you're not going to really need to to fast travel a lot between that's the different true zones it is different than other games because if you've picked Windsward or you, you've picked First Light as your base of operations for the first 25 levels, you don't really venture out of that very often except, no. to, do, except to do the main quest. So that's fair. Right. All right. Well, that is our show. It's kind of a longer one uh, this time, but some pretty important stuff we wanted to hit on and talk about, especially with the industry news that had been coming up and with the big delay. Um so that being said, we are still going to be good to go for the next few weeks. We may not have Big Papa with us next week as he is expecting any day now. Having another uh, my, child. My wife is expecting, Big Papa. But, you know. <laughs> your wife is it? Well, you're also expecting you're expecting your wife to ex. Yep. Yeah, uh, <laughs> to, you, you, to have a baby, right? <laughs> I, uh... No, so I'm, he, I'm excited, he may or may yeah. not be joining us. Uh, big congratulations to him, and we look forward to uh, you know having him expand his family. Uh, and we look forward to bringing you guys more content here in the future. There's lots to talk about uh, in upcoming episodes. Things you can look forward to. Say, oh my gosh, this is delayed. Why do I even want to listen to this? Well, we still got a lot to talk about. We want to talk about how meta affects a game. We want to talk about stagger. Should stagger still be in or not in the game? There's still lots of topics we want to cover, and this gives us the opportunity to explore all of that well before release. Stay tuned. There may be another closed beta on the horizon. We'll keep our eyes open. But if you want to be a conversation part of the conversation you can follow us at aternum underscore radio on twitter or join our discord server in this podcast description come play with us uh all of our company information where we'll be playing who we'll be playing as and the factions will be uh will be there in the discord and we'd love to play with our community we've had a great time engaging with you guys uh there please continue to do so it's been a lot of fun and we look forward to uh, many many more months uh, doing this so uh, thanks everybody once again i am slacker i have been uh, your host joined by both uh, big papa see you later and ruko see you everyone you guys have a great week we'll see you next week bye-bye, bye-bye.